Welcome, 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 welcome to the Harley and Josh Show. But today it is not the Harley and Josh Show. It is the Amy Rag Show. Welcome, Amy Rag, ladies and gentlemen. Hello! The crowd goes wild. Thanks for having me. Arena's worth here at IO Radio. Uh, Yeah, amazing to have you with us. Thank you so much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your music industry podcast by musicians and professionals. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about Boomtown have been a little bit naughty to their staff, Mm. haven't they? Not been treated right. Thank you for bringing that one to my attention. Amy's researching skills. Uh, Whilst also, we're going to be talking about Minnie Jones, uh, about her record breaking uh, world tour, well, not world tour, it's UK wide tour of 50 cities which is mad um we're also going to be talking about is it easier or harder to get into festivals these days mm. and music full-on music um from third degree new band uh, the ashton jones project and our friend brooke telling fantastic new ep out so before anything else we do anything at we need to know more about your age so what'd you do uh, yeah, what do you do, Amy? <laughs> what, what's your thing? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I always get, uh, yeah, I always get a little bit of. Um, it's always a difficult one to answer. Cause I do a lot of things. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Soapbox originally started in 2006 in the back room of the Drummer Monkey as an open mic oh, night. I miss the Drummer so Monkey. That, I know. I was working in behind the bar, and they said we can use the room for free, which was really oh, nice. Incredible. And those were the days when people were queuing round the block to get in one one in one out. Absolutely, gigs. absolutely no. loved it. So that was kind of my entrance to being a part of the music world. That's a good place to start. Absolutely loved it. And then uh, did three gigs in Ipswich and then went to Norwich for about six years and uh, went to UEA. Um, what did you so, say? So uh, English and American literature. Amazing. Uh, that's interesting. I yeah. love words. Yeah. So every band and artist and musician I love, generally speaking, is uh, is quite wordy. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a great spoken word artist yourself as well, as well as putting people on the soapbox that do that. So, yeah, technically, probably broadly speaking, I'm a promoter, but I'm also a poet. I'm a visual artist. I'm an organiser and I'm a big champion for anyone creating mm. art in this very you know, interesting world we live in. Absolutely. I remember one of your events, which was great, which is um, uh, I'd love to come to another one, which is the Three Wise Monkeys open mic you did a little oh, while yeah. back because it was great. We had, you had Joe G as well, which is that was the first time I'd seen him live. He's playing at the Swan soon. He's played Love with you Joe. before. So weirdly, I've known Joe since he was 14, <laughs> which is one of those things when you get, oh, well, I'm starting to realise I'm old because I'm like, oh, I knew them when they were little. They were a little lad. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely incredible. And I, I genuinely a super, super fan. And I always will yeah. be a fan of Joe G. Go check him out. He's yes. Brilliant. And Harley and Josh show favourite. We do like his uh, song Twisted Fable. Real nice dancey track, that one. So yeah, um, what I kind of would like to to ask you a little bit is because I wanted to talk about this a while back um with angel but she couldn't make it to one of the shows but i really wanted to ask her about the kind of the glass ceiling effect that you get in the music industry and a lot of the events industries as well um where women can see the jobs that they could have but are often kind of pushed down and can't have that um it was that it was the story that came to me was was about emily evis uh, from glastonbury and how she, like you know she's taken it over now she is Ms. Glastonbury, and she still ha- finds it really hard to get a foot in the door with some big promoters and stuff, mm. even though she's putting it on the main mm. stage. Granted, Glast- Glastonbury play about 10% of people's fees usually, and they don't really pay very well at all, if at all. However, what, what have you found to be like systematic 
blocks. Yeah, okay, so it's quite interesting. I mean, for the first five, I've been running gigs now since 2006, so 14, 13, 14 Amazing, years. Yeah. Um, so the first five five years or so, I had a, a lot team, two guys who volunteered with me, and every artist who came into my gigs would go up to them first and would absolutely, uh, completely off the bat, assume that they were in charge. I see, yeah. And for a while, to be honest with you, I wasn't bothered. I was like, well, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. But um, as time goes on, you start to think what that means um, mm. and, and, you know, why... Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> systematic because I remember you had a really great talk at the mm. John Peel Centre a while back. Was it International Women's Day? It was. Yeah, it yeah. was, and uh, and you had Angel on there yourself, uh, Helen Oldfield, who's also wonderful, yeah. uh, amazing people on that stage. And I'd heard some opinions that I'd not really thought of as oh yeah, of course that's the way it is. Um, but well, I've been running a sta- you know a festival stage in Suffolk uh, for eight years. I'm approaching my ninth year. Um, and I, I'm not having a go at anyone. I'm really not. But, no. you know, the first time I went on BBC Suffolk Introducing was last year. <laughs> so I've been running gigs for 14 years. And right. it kind of it takes that long before... I, I, I don't know what the reasoning is. And again, not having a go at people. A lot of this is unconscious mm. bias. And I do, you know, we know that you invite people on, you talk to people, your friends are people who are like you. Mm. This is just human nature. Echo chambers is what we have, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so it is one of those weird things where a lot of the problems I didn't at first didn't quite realise what those problems were. Um, mm. I got involved with Norwich Sound and Vision in the first year okay. it started in Norwich, which is the Norwich version of Liverpool Sound City, yes. which of course now we have the Ipswich version, which, which is the bar. other reason I really want to be involved involved in the Ipswich version yeah um but I went to a panel there where they had uh A&R reps um right. talking about how you get an A&R and there were four white middle-aged men right okay. and my question was do you have to be a white middle-aged man <laughs> to be an A&R rep um and, oh, and also they were all four guys who'd all turned down Ed Sheeran by the way um <laughs> good opinions on that one yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Ed Sheeran has played for me I mean yeah <laughs> to be fair it's harder to find someone who Ed Sheeran hasn't played for these well, days because that's maybe why in he Suffolk, anyway well I don't know I think it's kind of everything yeah, that's, that's why true, he yeah. did really well because he played for everyone and he was oh, great to work true. with um yeah. aside from a bit of luck and all those lovely things mm. that are quite magical and yeah, yeah and existential but yeah lucky things exactly but yeah i think that's a really interesting point and uh, it was it goes back to those sort of tribalism debate like you mm. like you were saying about you know the echo chamber and we do usually listen to people that look and sound like yeah. us it's a race thing as well absolutely um so uh i thought that was just a really interesting point that uh you and helen made at the international women's day a uh, talk which was about how most of the time blokes are very up here and I'll talk it I talk myself up all the time all the time all the time uh, whereas uh, ladies are often kind of told not to sort of be too uppity and and and, and up, up yourself because that's what it's looked like when it's a when it's a woman you're up yourself but it's a bloke you're being confident and there's a, there's a festival I've worked for a long time and again I love them to pieces and this I've worked with them for a long time called Harlequin Fair and, yeah, and a few years ago I kind of phoned him up and said look I'm really good at my job and I'm really upset about this issue and he told me to stop waving my um, man <laughs> member around I mean, man uh, member. I know, yeah i'm the polite version right um, yes <laughs> but you know that's you know would, would he have said that to a guy who was saying actually i'm really good at my job i deserve to be paid fairly right. or i deserve to, you know whatever xyz mm. the, the issue is maybe if he'd said the opposite to them it would just stop waving your lady member about <laughs> <laughs> strangely <laughs> enough it's, it is a really interesting thing um there's some there's some great stats from well and um, research that's been done into this so they 
put a job up and they put it at like 45 grand or something. Right. Uh, 75, 80% of the people who applied were men. They dropped the money by 10 grand, exactly the same job. And the <laughs> women applying went up by something like 30%. Oh. So there is, um, yeah, and this is kind of a, a self-worth thing. There's yeah. an ingrained thing. I can't do that. Women will look at a job and look at the list of things they can't do and walk away going, well, I can't do that, so I won't apply. Right. Men will look at the few things they can't do and go, well, I can blag that. And right. again, we're talking yeah. very broadly yeah, speaking. Like but yeah, and you know, and this is not, gender is quite a, you know, it's quite a binary thing. And actually mm. to say that is a bit, yeah, it's a spectrum. Bit now. simplistic, yeah. Mm. It's very simplistic, but I still think those ideas are really interesting to remember and to work yeah. around. Yeah, I mean, if we think it's hard for for women in the music industry, transgender would be another level. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> uh, and a person of colour um, who's disabled. I mean, it's it's you know the, it the barriers go on and on, and and that's the thing where we all have to consciously. And this is why, as a promoter, I consciously try to book people who aren't like me. I try to book people mm. who I think may be overlooked. I deliberately seek out people who wouldn't necessarily apply to my gigs. This mm. is something I'm really active on. I will go and encourage new, young and emerging. So emerging isn't always defined by age. Mm. Um, and that's another spectrum. If you're over 50 and you're applying to get gigs, you have another barrier. People look at you and go, oh, you know, mm. whatever, they're quite old, they're, you know. Yeah. Um, but emerging can, isn't necessarily just that's young. True, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like Ellie Tree, right? Well, I mean, she's she's fantastic. I love Helen that woman. is absolutely incredible, and she headlined the Soapbox stage this yeah. year at Folk East, and she thoroughly deserved it. Yeah, and, and she was one of my first acts when I moved to Ipswich. I saw her play the open mic at the Grinning Rat, and oh, yeah. fell in love with her. Spiral Staircase. Same thing. I, I saw her at the uh, at the um, oh crikey, the Angel in Woodbridge, and just thinking, just wow, where is this? Who is this woman? But yeah, I think that is a very good point. I mean, it's, it's also to do with me getting guests on the show. Like, like no, thankfully we've got yourself. Um, and we, when I've asked blokes before, it's always been like, yeah, I've never been on the radio before, but yeah, I'll blag it. But uh, there's, I've asked quite a few ladies now, and most of the time they've just sort of been like, uh, I don't know, I've never really been on the radio before, so I, I don't think I'd And, and there could be, be a good. socioeconomic family situation there. If ah. you're a woman, you may likely have a family commitments. You're more likely to have family commitments. Ah. So you might not be available at two o'clock in the day. Interesting. You know, you might have a different level of income. I'm freelance, so I am available at Monday or two till yeah, three. <laughs> but, you know, but there are people, maybe women are less, very, you know, Absolutely. less likely, generally speaking, to be available at different times of day. Mm. Uh, and when I have meetings with lots of different community groups I'm, I'm involved with, I always try and highlight that, that we need to pick times that people who have caring responsibilities mm. and different levels of income can still attend oh and get to you by public transport yes. as well yeah very exactly. important do it in the middle of nowhere they can't get it really anywhere. that's fair enough uh, yeah I've, I've, those like sort of different issues really do affect it from all different angles uh, I, was, I was watching a documentary on, on Netflix the other day one of those Vox Explained ones and it was about the racial wealth gap and it was saying that you know um, there are more white people who have uh, had graduated and gotten into a job that they uh, that they have done you know the degree for um, and have gone on to have their own house and have make investments and grow their money uh, whereas when it comes to sort of BAME communities it would end up being that they're the only people in their circle that have actually got a degree and a job uh, that is, is earning more than the minimum wage. So they are called on to be to help their friends and family financially, and they do it so they don't end up being able to you know save as, as easily. Um, as I know a great story. I um, I stage managed the Hip Yak Poetry Shack at Womad. That's oh, one of my my favourite jobs of the year. It's <laughs> absolutely incredible. Um, and I'm an amazing poet there called Birdspeed, right. who's a young black woman. And she told me about a project she did kind of by accident. So she graduated <laughs> from university with a master's 
applied for a bunch of jobs with her name. Her, na- her real name is, you know, it's an African name. You can tell mm. it's not like a, you know, John Smith or oh, Jane Smith. See, yeah. uh, she got turned down for something like 97% of them. Mm. She then applied for the same jobs with uh, the same qualifications for a white woman, uh, got offered four or five interviews, applied for the same jobs with a British white man's name, say John Smith, <laughs> uh, with lesser qualifications and got something like 50 interviews. Probably be bitter about that if you're John Smith, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, and that's, that mm. was her just accidental project, that she was like, why am I not getting mm. interviews? So tried different ways of seeing what the response was. And, and, and that's that unconscious bias thing that we need to all actively try and challenge yeah. ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, that was, uh, that was an interesting thing that we were looking at last year uh, around this time, was looking forward to 2019 what we think is going to happen within the music industry, what's going to change. Uh, sort of, you know, drill music would be a little bit more popular and a little less, you know, sort of niche and, and violent, <laughs> um, which has happened. And also looking at uh, how festivals are booking much more world artists uh, and world music has become much more popular uh, and come to the, come to the foref- uh, forefront uh, at lots of different festivals. And it seems that also festival bookers are... So not so much looking at it and going, we have to have 50% women, 50% men, or the same with, uh, uh, with different races and, and different genders and um, nationalities, should I say. And it's more just the fact of like, okay, let's not overlook this. Uh, so not trying to overcompensate but just making it diverse. You know what I have to say? I think I'm a bit of a champion for overcompensating. <laughs> until, until we have, you know, a general level of equality across age, gender, sexuality, mm. uh, race, ethnicity, I think you do have to overcompensate. I think mm. you do have to deliberately and consciously go out to find the people who maybe aren't applying. I run an open application for the Soapbox stage at Folk East, mm. and I could book an entire festival of white solo male singer-songwriters. Yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest category. I get applied for Hmm. Um, and one of the big things I'm trying to work hard on myself is intersectionality of that I still get 97 you know 97 98 percent white white people applying Hmm. and yes it's a folk festival but actually folk music is much broader than that yes folk is we've talked about this before about what the point of a genre is there's Hmm. only really three genres there's folk there's art music and jazz and that's it folk music is everything it's hip-hop because you know that's the folk music of people in Brooklyn back in the it's day. It's punk. It's punk, exactly. It's, it's electronic music these days, I think. Absolutely, yeah. because it's music of the people. And it's you can do it easily. You can do it with software you found online. You don't need special yeah. equi- equipment. You don't need money. You can yeah. sit at home and make music with your cheap laptop on your bit of software you nab from somewhere and make an amazing track. It takes no more or less skill than somebody that used to like get a can, you know, of petrol and strap a string on it and then a bit of wood and then make some music out of that which people still do nowadays but it's still all folk music i believe but yeah i think that's really interesting um i think what we'll do is we're going to play some music by uh one artist that has played quite recently that we both quite love um she released an album this well last weekend uh two rapturous applause I must see. Um, there were some great pictures and and and, uh, and some great comments about it. So well done, Brooke Telling. This is from her brand new uh, uh, titled "The Flowers" EP, and this is the song "The Flowers." Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. That was the marvellous Brooke Telling with Woo! The Flowers. Indeed, um, she has now released that. It's all over iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. You can check out her stuff on SoundCloud as well. Uh, she's on Facebook, so if you just search Brooke Telling Music or on the post that we put up today, 
put the tag that we put her in. Do you reckon? What, what do you What do you reckon, Amy? Could she Could she get into Folk East? Definitely. Yeah, she did apply last year. Um, and to be really honest, I, I loved her to pieces. But I have a kind of limit on solo people with guitars. Yeah. Uh, specifically, more specifically solo guys with guitars because yeah. as I said there are quite a lot of them uh-huh. and that doesn't mean people are bad it just means there are a lot of them yeah. so Saturation. I have a bit of a but I like so you know I have a thing about trying to make um, the people who perform they lots of different instruments different sounds different yeah. influences mm-hmm. so for me it's about eclecticism and um, variety absolutely well so so Brooke if you get your band together please do give it, give it a, get an applica- application in so yes we were talking a little bit earlier about how you uh, were a part of the panel with Sound City last year the first ever Sound City we've had an Ipswich brought down from Liverpool, wasn't it? Um, you yes, were saying yeah. that um, Norwich has something like that too, so I'm really glad that we've got something like that in Ipswich yeah, now. definitely. Um, what do you think the impact of, of Sound City will be on our town now? Um, uh, well, yeah, I like, I love the idea that it's giving a bit of kudos to Ipswich. Mm. And I've, you know, there are so many professional musicians and artists here who are very quietly being brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of recognition uh, and profile that I think is really important that an event like that can bring to this region. Absolutely. Um, I'd definitely like to see more, uh, more of this amazing local talent that we have mm. speaking on these panels as well. That was definitely. good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having Angel, um, you know, interviewing, oh, I've got who it was that she interviewed I feel novelist rude. novelist that was it yeah I mean it's one on Mercury Prize isn't it um, but so yeah that was really great just to you know have those two powers on stage with each other um, but so you were on a, a, a panel to do with local um, venues weren't you yeah local venues and the local music scene that um, was it. and I'll be really honest this is that thing again where because I'm a bit uh, maybe a bit bolshy uh, <laughs> that I saw the, the story pop up on Facebook and went I need to be on that panel or yeah. if it's not me someone from Ipswich needs to be on that panel because they'd mm. announced who was on it and there was no one local and I thought for a panel about the local music scene and local music venues you really need at least (laughs) one local representative somebody that books locally you know Um, yeah so I I, yeah very kindly um, sent a big massive email a big plea about why I should be on the panel and Mm. they invited me on which was awesome Um, and we spoke about well, I mean, the big thing that I'm sure everyone in Ipswich knows is we don't have that mid-size venue that is a big problem. Um, and the Music Venue Trust guy who was there representing said that out of all the towns in the entire country, towns and cities in the whole country, we are the biggest town without a mid-size venue in it's the crazy. whole of the UK. In terms of population, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It, 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 that is, it is a sad kind of sound of events. It's one something we've been talking about for absolutely years, hasn't it? And it hasn't quite mm. come up yet. I and mean, we've got... Corn Exchange, the region, uh, which are both really expensive to book and also and very sound hard to fill. can be a little bit ropey. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, it's maybe because I like words. Again, I'm a wordy person. Uh, yeah. I like to hear what people are singing and saying on stage. And I've been to a few gigs at the Corn Exchange where I've walked out and gone, I couldn't really get everything yeah. that was going on that's there. An but acoustics that's thing as well, it's the big yeah. roof thing, isn't it? The big, big roofs. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's true. And it? you just get so much reverb that yeah. you can't really hear the diction very well. Um, you know, you get the Manor Ballroom, which everybody loves. Um, but again, people worry about whether they can fill it or not. I really was gutted that I didn't get to see the Murder Capital when they played there as part of Sound City. We went there quite early and saw the penis p-e-a-n-e-s-s right yeah that's just, fine. just to clarify yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's all female uh, band and they they were absolutely brilliant but um i then went off and was like oh the man of ballroom i forget that exists somehow you and, do, yeah. and it's this weird thing so i went and checked how much they cost to hire 150 quid which is quite reasonable absolutely great yeah the only problem is and this is me being again a little bit picky and having run gigs for a long mm. time is if you go on their facebook page or the website it's basically you know like a hall they want weddings yeah. they want mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that but in 
in an area like this with all this amazing talent, we deserve somewhere that is forefronting originality yeah. in art and music as the primary purpose, not something that happens mm. 10 steps down at the end Absolutely. of the queue. Like, well, so like you were talking about earlier with uh, the Ipswich Arts Centre. Centre, Exactly, yeah. that's it. Um, we need some more stuff there, really, don't we? Well, the problem is I, I, I went and looked because I thought we'd come on talk today about venues again, and I, I had a look. The last post they did was in May 2019. Right. I checked their website. It was last updated 2018. Right. Nothing's happening. Right. And, and I know these things take a long time, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of graft. But I, I'm I'm not convinced. Like I think maybe the Ipswich Arts Centre isn't that place, and it's somewhere else yet to be imagined. Mm. And I know lots of people are quietly working on it. I'm absolutely sure, especially mm. after the Sound City Ipswich. I think so. Yeah. Now we're getting some outside eyes coming in. It yeah. might just be that point now where people are thinking, right, okay, we've got to rush this. I think 2019 has been really quite a good year for the for music in Ipswich, um, including just having the. Um, the Made in Suffolk thing as part of Ed Sheeran's thing. You know, we played on the uh, the Cornhill stage there, and they're, and they're hoping to do that much like as a yearly thing as a Made in mm. Suffolk stage. Um, you know, it wasn't just you know us because we you know we do play originals music, but we also play covers. There were some really great you know like uh, originals bands on there and up and coming. And you've got to give Ed some love for that. Like, whether, oh, you, yeah. whether you like his music or not, and I, you know, I booked him a very long time ago, uh-huh. and when he was a solo artist doing loop pedal stuff, and I yeah. absolutely loved his stuff. Still then. doing the same thing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go and buy his stuff now, but I'm not his target audience. Yeah. I don't think he's bothered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. But his his ethos and who he was and when he who he was then and what he's bringing to this town is pretty. Pretty freaking yeah, cool. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's great because I, I teach little ones who absolutely love Ed Sheeran. And I'll sit there and go, yeah, I played with uh, Ed Sheeran twice, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I played, played once at the Royal Oak now, which is a rehab centre, I think. Oh, that was yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and also at uh, Spa Pavilion. And it's just, and they'll suddenly go, oh my God, you play with Ed Sheeran? I'm like, yeah, like 12 years ago. That, that's my <laughs> how to impress teenagers line. Because yeah. I occasionally run workshops on poetry writing or arts and crafts. And then if there's some like grumpy, awkward teenagers go, yeah, so that time I book Ed Sheeran. They're like, what? Suddenly paying attention and listening to what I have to say. So thanks, Ed. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Right, yeah. So you're like, street cred, Ed. Um, so yeah, what we... Uh, I thought was really interesting with you talk about the Music Venues Trust. Have you worked with them much before? No, I'll be honest. Uh, no, I've sort of been aware of them through industry stuff over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're kind, they're kind of a body for gathering stats and giving a bit of support to people uh. who want to change things. So, um, yeah, but, you know, he seemed really nice, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like in this town particularly, we need more. We need more action. But yes. I'm not. Yeah, I know action how hard it is as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, and funding. Absolutely. Hell yes. Um, so yeah, that what I thought would tie in because I heard this on Six Music a little while back, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, so pop star Minhee Jones is raising money and awareness for the Music Venues Trust as she performs across Britain from the fifth to the twelfth of December. Some people might be listening to that. That's only seven days. It's not really a big tour. Yeah, mate. In a relentless schedule to break the Guinness World Record. That's that's big. It's big. Each venue has to be at least 31 miles from the last. Very specific. Yeah. 31. They do like 30. <laughs> no 30. That's the, or, or 30, you know, 30.5. Um, each gig must have at least 10 people in the audience, which is, you know, still better than I do a lot of the time. Uh, and with tickets as well. It's got to last at least 15 minutes. 
So a 15 minute gig, if you bought tickets, might be a little bit like, oh, okay. And it's got to have a stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's See, that for me is kind of controversial, actually, because yeah. gigs, you know, especially in Ipswich, how many venues do we have with stages? We've but they're still with, gigs, right? I went to the Premier Pool Club last Friday uh, to see some amazing metal bands. One came down from Japan and it was all on the floor. Yeah. I mean, everybody's moshing and just falling straight onto the stage. But, you know, it's, it's still a venue and it's still, and it's still a gig. But, you know, there you go. It's maybe they, uh, they just need a stage anyway. So it was the, the, the record here. Also, the, 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 the cities have to have a population of 100,000, apparently, to do it. I mean, come to Ipswich, why not? Um, but Minhi will attempt three records, including most cities in 12 hours, which is eight. Eight gigs in 12 hours, and most in a day, 24 hours, which is 12. I mean, my record, I have to say, is six in one day, um, and that was sort of like half an hour, hour set kind of thing. However, they weren't 31 miles apart. You know, I'd go across town and then to a festival, maybe just sort of like, you know, five, 10 miles away. Mm. Not 31 miles. And she booked all herself, yes. didn't she? Which is pretty awesome. I totally love, I love that. I love that. Good yeah. honor. Good luck She's to without her. a label. She's releasing a Christmas single. I think it's called Next Christmas. Next Christmas. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so she was what she was like her words are about this which make it kind of quite inspiring is that sadly many venues are at risk of shutting down a lot of people say new artists should just focus on youtube and social media to build an audience but we are already living in so much of our lives behind screens masking our flaws and it can't replace the real human connection of being in a sweaty room in the same environment yeah. and same moment sharing that raw real-time connection person to person that's some great words I agree with absolutely everything she said. I'm a real, a real lover of the live event. Oh yeah, and you can't, you can't replace it. And there's an intimacy and a joy and and something quite special and magical about a bunch of people being in the room. <laughs> it's one off. It can never be replicated. Even if it's recorded, you will never feel that. You That's can't, true. you can't translate that emotion and that special energy that's created at those events. Absolutely true. There's, it, it kind of ties in a little bit about what I was talking about last week. Um, last Monday, I was talking about green festivals and green touring, uh, Coldplay sort of and and massive attack going really hard into sort of trying not to have such an impact on the environment um but billy bragg as though he agrees with that is also saying you can't beat a good sweaty gig you just can't do yeah it. i like see i like the ideal of that i get what they what coldplay are trying to do i think that as a punter and a fan of music i'm not going to pay to go and see a hologram or a film of something right, generally yeah. speaking i want I, i'm paying to go for the live experience something tangible i saw amanda palmer recently at cambridge and it, it she changed my life i've seen her <laughs> twice and every single time i've walked out feeling utterly transformed so if you'd seen her and she was a hologram or if you were it watching work. it in vr no that's a new thing isn't she it? talks to the audience she starts her gig by playing in the middle of the audience and walks mm. around like you can't you can't replicate that and also while it's lovely they're trying to reduce the whole climate change thing with flights yes uh, so one of the biggest problems with climate change and co2 emissions is dairy and meat farming True. so yeah, if yeah. it's stop don't stop flying stop eating meat yes yeah, um true. if you you know if you're really concerned about what makes the biggest impact become a vegetarian or a vegan yeah yeah and or, then you can have a couple of flights a year and actually you're still offsetting your carbon emissions by a ginormous amount yeah, exactly i mean and, and that really does does affect smaller bands much less um, even though it is still a thing you know we, we do use up a lot of electricity and fuel getting from place to place it is these i remember that live eight was it live eight 
the uh, the climate change or it was live earth in like Wembley when like they had like Madonna and all these m- m- big 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 acts and they were all flying in and it's like oh well, what, what are you talking about then? the soapbox stage at Focus is entirely solar, solar powered oh, by the cool. way we have a solar double decker um, solar double decker dot com and they are amazing and they come and power our entire stage for the whole weekend and our bar and our food and everything around that area so we're like super ethical it's incredible I like yeah. that yeah I think that's, that's it's coming across in a lot of different festivals now and it's, it's yeah. very much needed but anyway we've got to move on to our next section uh, what do you guys think about what we've just been talking about please let us know we're on uh, Facebook at Harley and Josh show uh, you can find Amy Rag on, on get on the soapbox as well as at Folk East um, please do let us know what you'd like you know what you'd like to to talk to us about next time uh, this song that we're going to break it up with is my favourite song from the new Ashton Jones album Toast um, and it really does outline what we've just been talking about hard work dedication and he's all about it this weekend check it out so tight such a tight band uh, like you see them live they sound exactly like that which is the crazy thing uh, so that was Ashton Brilliant. Jones project with hard work and dedication that is available on the iTunes on the Spotify's Everywhere you want music, it's there. And they've got a gig soon, haven't they? They do, exactly. Stick around for the gig list because they're playing with Motherfunker. So what a lineup that is. Um, So, yeah, stick around for the gig list at the end to find out what. But first, it's time for music news. Sorry, I'm getting my, my, my news voice on here. Boomtown has been criticised for not treating their workers properly. Music news. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so to summarise that, like very briefly there, um, what is this story, Amy? You found this out for us on the Canary. Um, how, yeah, tell, tell, tell our listeners what the hell happened well I thought it was a really good kind of cautionary tale um, and opens up the discussion about working at festivals really but so Boomtown it was the bar staff and as yes. as most places do now and not even just festivals they hire to subcontract to subcontract to subcontract to someone mm. else um, they recruited a bunch of young people, 20 somethings, said, mm. you know, you get you get your gig ticket for the festival, but you have to work a shift a day. We'll pay you a bit of money. Um, and what they did was they turned up, they camped them miles off the site. Oh, yeah, like they holding were camp, yeah. in a holding camp. They had their ID confiscated. Which is they crazy. weren't allowed on and, on, on and off to the festival unless security were escorting them there. <sighs> They weren't given their food. They weren't no dietary requirements. Um, I mean, the list is pretty obscene, to be honest. crazy, isn't it? I mean, the story that follows reveals one of the darkest sides of the gig economy. Uh, The staff who've been kept anonymous claim they were treated like cattle, racially profiled, intimidated, and abused. Mm. Uh, Though not officially hired by Boomtown Fair, they were subcontracted by three employment agencies uh, contacted by the festivals. Uh, It was Freeman's Event Partners, uh, Mint Staffing Solutions, which looks like they've gone bust now and Harrison Lee recruitment uh, some of those that were arriving to the festival site were told that work was no longer available even so and you had to present yourself at 8 o'clock every morning to then wait to be told potentially if and when you may have a shift yeah. and if you didn't turn up at 8 they would charge you and kick you off site right it's, it's just horrendous and it is that thing where especially with festivals because they, they use that law of you're coming for a great time it's going to yes. be a lovely event 
um, there is a bit of kind of, uh, unfortunately, that bad behaviour is a little bit prevalent. Yeah. Um, I would just always suggest to everyone, get everything in writing. Yeah. Uh, print it out and bring a copy with you. True. Always have a printout of whatever mm. you've agreed yeah, with anyone. Yeah. And I, I've seen big bands. I worked main stage at Sonosphere one year as Arts Liaison for Iron Maiden, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Definitely one of my high points of my career. Whatever, we'll be talking about that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a big, I can't even remember the name of the band, but it was a massive, massive band who right. had complained about something to my boss and, and, and they got out the copy of the book and email and everything appeared. Sick. Always print it out. Bring Absolutely. a copy. Yeah, people. exactly. And this, you know, nowadays that we have mobile phones there, we've got our emails. So confirmation emails, they are just there. Yeah. Make sure you've got to read them. We're so inundated with terms and conditions nowadays that we're just like, yeah, agree. You know, but you never know what you get because they, they, it seemed that what they did was they made them sign a new contract when they yeah. got there, uh, which completely took away their rights. I mean, I've not volunteered uh, to work at a festival before, but I can see the allure of it. You know, you work just, you know, a couple hours during the day and then you get to go and have a party afterwards or you know the other way around party during the day go and, and go and work afterwards and that's the allure of it but it seemed that they just barely got any time to do that i reckon what they did was they just completely oversold the volunteering work and they were just like yeah we need loads and loads of volunteers and then find and out they ah, them there they'd already mm. paid for their transport to and from the festival oh, yeah. so you're stuck and you're stuck in a field you know in a tent with nowhere to go i mean and there's no form of recourse there um, but yeah, do know that even as a volunteer, you have rights. And, yeah. and just because you're volunteering doesn't mean you don't have the right to a break and some food you can eat and, and water. Yeah, um, it, should be, it should be water, like you were saying. Um, I, had, I had an incident at Jimmy's Festival. It was 2011, so yeah, it was the so last year a third party run the festival. They were yeah. called Big Wheel Productions. Um, and I really wanted to learn some stage management, so I hadn't done that then. Mm. And they said, oh, we got a stage that's uh, curated by Mumford & Sons. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah. I'll get, you know, and they offered me the stage management job if I do it for free. So I go on site. I spend three days working my working my bejeebas off. Um, <laughs> Other and, words are available. And, yeah, <laughs> and then I get told that actually, oh, the stage got cancelled, and they lied to me. But it was the last day when all this became apparent that they wouldn't give the, even the volunteers a bottle of water, uh, and they had water encased in Harris fencing. Uh, um, so I think half of the crew walked off, and we found out within about a week later the company who were running it were going bust. Oh. So they were treating everyone despicably. Like a zombie apocalypse, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was awful. It's the Get only time I've beasts. ever, ever walked out of a gig mm. halfway through. I, know, yeah. I will finish yeah, I it. I will music, always yeah. see it to the end, yeah. no matter what it is, because that's the kind of person I am. It is really hardcore to know that sometimes you can just be taken for a ride, can't you, by yeah. big, big companies. Um, so ultimately, this, this story reveals something more sinister about seasonal work. Those that work the festival scene are frequently from vulnerable demographics. Uh, yeah, so young short on cash not always aware of what constitutes abusive work conditions mm. uh, so I mean you know you, you were old when that happened, but you are older than somebody who was in there at like 18, 19. Well, and Jimmy's Festival was wrong. 10 minutes from my house. I had the option <laughs> yeah, true, to go. Yeah. And, and I literally paid for taxi. It was a tenner. I yeah, got the guy nice. to stop at Tesco and I bought some beer and I went home and sat in my garden. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting up with <laughs> that this. That sounds good. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, like you say, I was probably 10 years older than the majority of people who were volunteering at festivals. So you knew more about And I was rights. very close to my house. So I had yeah. the option to leave. Had I been in Devon or the Isle of Wight or, you know, somewhere up north, I might have felt very different differently and very trapped exactly yeah you're kind of hell hostage there yeah. but yeah so if you have been in a predatory work environment at a festival or any music event or you know 
creative arts event please do let us know we'd love to know about this I mean some people were waiting until sort of the end of August before their passports were returned to them That's which is months which yeah. is, is a breach of your, of your rights but yeah Really interesting stuff. But let's get on to another interesting thing, Amy, because oh, we're full of interesting gubbins, <laughs> bejeebas, this, this Monday. Jingle. This jingle for the today is the thingy thangy thought about this morning, which we still don't know what that jingle actually says, is basically, Amy, do you think it is easier or harder to get into festivals these days? I, uh, yeah, I think it's easy if you put a bit of research and effort in. And uh-huh. So I would always suggest properly researching the kind of festival you want to play or work at. Good point. And you can do that without going. I'm not expecting everyone to buy a ticket, but you could look at what the stages have written about, the, the yes. kind of people they put on. You could look at the ethos of the festival. You could look at reviews other people have written about it. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to work at Latitude and I've worked there now for 10 years. I'm not anymore because I've got other gigs, which is quite nice, but they taught me loads and I loved them to pieces. But when I wanted to work at Latitude, I um, found the name of the person I wanted to, I knew booked Mm -hmm. and I did their first name dot surname at festivalpublic.co.uk, first name (laughs) surname at. So I did all the variations I knew you could possibly get for the email address and got offered a job. That's great. Um, but I literally did hijack it and kind of was a bit, yeah, bit cheeky. I think it's, and it, figured it, it, it out. You've got to have some ingenuity about it. I mean, it's exactly the same with how we got into Glastonbury. Well, I got us into Glastonbury. Um, was because I just literally did the research, looked at the artists that were on these specific stages. We played the Avalon stage. And they'd had Hobo Jones and the Junkyard Dogs and, and, and the Mavericks. So it's totally up our street. Yeah. Uh, found their personal email addresses for the stage managers and talked to them personally not just like to whom it may concern please spell the name of the person you're approaching correctly i'm get on the soapbox i have had emails for the soup box Uh. um And uh, not being funny, but I don't tend to read those emails no. for very long. <laughs> um, I've had um, a couple of years ago, I had a whole plethora of uh, hip hop acts from South London apply to play the soapbox stage at Folk East. Right, yeah. And if they'd literally spent 10 minutes online, they would know it was a waste of their time yeah. and a waste of like mine. Hip hop is technically folk music, but it might not go up against acoustic and banjos and Yeah, You know, the remit of that particular event, have yeah. a look at who they're already booking and what yeah. kind of acts they're going for. Don't waste your own time yeah. as well as anyone else's yeah, exactly. yeah. um but yeah so one of my points was here was that there are more of them so there are more opportunities for up-and-coming bands to get into festivals Definitely. it's just being not too precious on whether it's a huge festival or not the independent ones i think are a lot more interesting anyway yeah. i, I, I do 90 percent of my festival workers with indies i did a lot of big festivals over the past 10 years but to be honest i've dropped them because the independents i get a lot more out That's of so much fun i mean they go into things like Folk East or uh, Maui Wowie. I mean, it's just keeps Love growing. Love Maui. It's Maui's amazing. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Harlequin as well. Harlequin, brilliant. Um, just that, but watching them grow year on year and uh, like Kelvedon Music Festival has gotten even better. Uh, in Essex, we, you know, we played there last year, no, two years ago, but then went afterwards and it just got bigger and more, adding more stages and you can just mm. see how a Glastonbury happens, you know? Um, and also bring merch to sell. That's my other top tip because oh, yeah. sometimes, especially with indies, the fees might be lower. Yeah, but I nothing. tell you what, people will buy everything yes. and you bring stuff to sell and sell it for cheap yeah I do mean, like fiverr yeah yeah that's everything you'll sell it all sell you sell. i've seen poets sell everything they bought with yeah. them it's exactly. amazing I mean, I, I, you're not really if you wanted to make money you wouldn't be a musician or a performing artist half the time you know just you know just sell it for sell it for cheap you get your you get your name out there and you get loyal fans because they know that you're not taking them for a ride um negative 
thing here was I feel there are way too many competitions to play festivals nowadays. Ah, uh, I see. I won't ever run a competition. No way. Never. I'm not. It, it just feels like a really lazy way of marketing, yeah. frankly. And music is not a competitive sport. No, it's that, definitely me. not. I mean, I don't, I've never, well, I've been to actually, and I've taken part now in a couple of slam poetry things, which are like competitive poetry nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was only the last couple of years I've ever done that. And I've been involved in poetry for a very long time. Mm. So it was more like I had to see what the other side were doing yeah. and how it works. I don't, it's like comparing, I don't know, a plant and a spoon. There's, there's <laughs> no comparison. Better. This spoon is better at being aloe vera than that is. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. It's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like trying to describe a colour. You can't really put it up against something else and sit there and say, this is a better colour than something else. It's just, it, it's a personal taste. And, and a lot of the time, like you say, it's just marketing for these big, yeah, big festivals. Yeah, it totally is marketing. Um, and never, I never agree, never do the whole sell so many tickets, pay to the blood. No, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Monto, Monto Water Rats, you know, they always do that. And they get people to sell stuff at the King, King's Cross. Put on your own gig. Yeah. Put on your own gig. If they're going to charge you, sell tickets, hire the venue, sell the tickets yourself, take more money, have a great night, don't get ripped off. Smart. Don't get ripped off. Exactly, that's that's the word. Um, so, yeah, I've got some friends that are running for, for Bloodstock Festival uh, this year, and I'm sitting there going to, what's it, Road to Bloodstock? And I'm like, dude, just do some research and find the, find out the stages because you're trying to get onto one of the big stages which is hard enough to get onto even when you're a named act uh, so these competition things are just pointless for that but yeah and my, my tip top tip top with googling I don't know how, how good people are with this but if you put things in commas you get the exactly the specific word ah. so spend a bit of time be ruthless yeah. go through pages and pages get to like page 57 of google search results you <laughs> may well find that person yeah, you're looking for exactly um, LinkedIn is your friend a lot of the time as well yeah give them a nice tweet show yeah. You know about the festival. I love that you booked on that person and this person. Yes. Don't go in with a look at my thing. I'm really good. Go yeah. with a compliment them first. Show you've done some research exactly. and you actually know so what you're, you're talking about. Using them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was kind of a couple of points I was sitting there saying here was that there are more stages at big festivals now. So those stages may be sitting there looking for artists uh, that are more up and coming rather than the big stages. So don't just go for the big big stages. Definitely. Um, and if you start at the little stages, you end up at the big stages. Yeah. Uh, Tilly Dalglish or Tilly Moses. Yes. Um, I started booking her. I booked her first for the soapbox stage at Folk East when she was 13. Mm-hmm. The next yeah, year she was on the main stage at Folk East. That's amazing. Yeah, so that seems... was that route. They heard about how good she was. They played. She played a small stage and then she got on the main stage. Yeah, that's so, it. That's it. How you, how you grow through the ranks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, the one negative is a lot of the big festivals are run by events companies like Life Nation or Festival Republic. And I've called up these people before, sitting there saying, "Hi, I, I really would like to be able to play at, say, Reading or or Latitude." And I'll be like, "So, who can I get in contact with?" And they'll just be like, "We're not giving you that information. No, are you are you no. crazy?" And I'll be like, "Well, you know, what kind of talent bookers do you use? Like, we will not be giving you that information." Mm. And it's just kind of like, you know, I'm just in there saying to him, like, "And I'm not trying to, you know, hoodwink anybody. I'm not going to be spamming loads of people. I'm just a small band trying to get it." He's like, "Do you know how many thousands of people call this number on general acquire inquiries and trying to find that out?" So yeah, you can get a little bit stonewalled and get a little bit. I mean, you know, I felt pretty depressed when, uh, like, you know, applying for festivals. It can be a really dark, self-effacing thing it's where you just very, very hard, and you, yeah. yeah, you have to really develop quite a thick skin. Yeah, and sometimes you're just not the right act absolutely. for the gig, and that does not mean you're not good. That doesn't. Mm. You could be absolutely brilliant. The amount of times you know Ed Sheeran and J.K. Rowling, all these incredible people who are got legends, no. living legends, making millions and millions of pounds, they were turned down umpteen times, mm-hmm. umpteen times by people who still kick themselves. <laughs> <laughs> God, 
Um, so there's way more channels nowadays to get in touch with festivals. It's not just email. It's not just calling them up and leaving them a, a, a musical voice message. It's, you know, you can find them on Facebook, you can find them on Twitter, find them on LinkedIn, all these different things. So that, that makes it easier. Um, and, but that one thing that makes it harder is there's a lot of nepotism. So, I mean, it's always been like that. Yeah. It's always been like that. So it's like my mate's band is, is, is looking to do some stuff. So we'll hire my mate's band. Or, you know, my, uh, I've got a family member in, uh, who's the guitarist. And yeah, they'll, they'll get on the big stage or something. And you can't get around that. You That's can't, you can't get around nepotism at all. The other thing to say about that is, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the other way, thing to say about that is if you have any kind of contact or friend of a friend of mm-hmm. a friend is to use that use and send them a nice email. And also don't be disappointed if they say no. No. But try. Like, We're no longer my cousin's cousin. <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. Um, well, so. you can do is ask and they'll say no. Always ask. Yeah. I've asked everyone for things and, you know, had some awful rejections, but yeah. also had some really great moments where they've gone, actually, I know yeah, someone who so. might be able to put you in touch with someone, put me in touch with someone, put mm. me in touch with someone. No person is an island. You do yeah. always need help. Absolutely. Right? So, anyway. Anyway, thank you for that. We're going to quickly move on to... Well, actually, before we move on to the gig list, uh, I'd like to do a couple shout-outs to the people that have Excellent. been on the Facebook page today. As we did ask the question, what's the greatest ever musical collaboration? And mm. my one was uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger dancing in the street. Very nice. <laughs> no, it's awful. I really hate that. <laughs> but I, I, I did get some hate for that one. But, um, there was a, yeah, so Harry Isaac Presley, good old Simon, uh, has put Run DMC and Aerosmith Walk This a Way. A classic. Love Absolutely that, love right. That tune. Uh, can you think of one that you really like? I was struggling a bit over that, I have to admit. That's right, that's yeah, fine. No. Uh, what we've got here, um, oh, Nigel Bowyer, who has come to a lot of your festivals, um, has put, uh, what was this, U2 and BB King, When Love Comes to Town, and oh. Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Cabell. Barcelona. Oh. Absolutely. Um, oh, mum would be Amanda Palmer and Radiohead Creep. She does, but it's oh. kind of a cover, really, on the right. collab, but she does the best version of that in the world ever. Oh, okay. I'm Sorry, Radiohead, but she stick Nick their song. <laughs> no. Actually, to be honest, that is, they hate that song now anyway, don't they? So, right. Yeah, they never play it. And she can like, have it then. We're not yeah. playing Creep. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rob Lewis, as per usual, put a country thing down. Uh, good old bean. Brad Paisley and Alison Krauss doing Whiskey Lullaby, another country song about whiskey. Love it. Excellent. You need them. Yeah. Um, uh, what else we got here? Yeah, Ashley Bell put Barnes. Courtney and Underline the Sky cover of We Are Never oh, Getting Back Together. Yeah, that's Barnes brilliant. Courtney from back in the day. Um, yeah, so there's loads of them. Uh, I put I actually also put uh, Jack White was on um, uh, Danger High Voltage by Electric Six. Yeah, I was really didn't know that, and yeah. I love that song. I've got it on vinyl and everything. <laughs> I loved it. How did I not know that? <laughs> it's great. You listen in the background, you're just gonna be like, oh, there it is. Brilliant. Anyway, let's get to the. It's the gig list time, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm gonna just going to be shouting a bunch of gigs at you, Amy, and you can tell me whether you've seen them or whether you haven't. Cool. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So this might, well, tonight, this is why you listen to the show live and not on podcast. There's a gig tonight in Ipswich um, at the Ruby's Arms. That is the Sindacross. They're from Spain. Uh, mm. Local guys, Killer Corp. And, oh, crikey, I, the Illusionist. They're a new one, which I've not heard mm. of before. All metalcore, thrash kind of stuff going on. Uh, that is this Monday, today, at 7.30 at the Brewer's Arms in Ipswich. Brilliant. Good old, good old Andy Martin. I, mean, I, I love Andy. Andy, I remember when Andy used to run the rat. And, and ICR and, as well. Yeah, my hero. Love him to pieces. Good old Bean. Right, so yeah. We've got Tempest at Coda, which is another metal night. That is this Wednesday. Don't, don't say we never give you no weekday gigs, yo. Uh, there's loads of them. We've got Goat Monsoon. 
Great band name, right? Yeah. Screaming Walls, if these walls could talk, I suppose. Um, and also, I the Illusionist are back again. So they're, they're playing two gigs on a weekday. Crazy. Metal bands have the best names, don't I they? I know. Go Monsoon. Go Monsoon is genius. <laughs> right. Um, so that is at Coda in Colchester. Have you been? Uh, not yet, actually. Oh, you no, love it. It's no, great. No, yeah. It was kind of like the Swan and Ipswich, but bigger. Um, so that is this Wednesday at 8 o'clock in Colchester. We've got uh, Fjorten. Fjorten. Jim Ooh. Horsfield Floso at the Ipswich Creative Meetup. Good old Ed Mund and Guy Cry Club. Good old Ben. Um, so who's Fjorten? Should, uh, yeah, I, should I be uh, asking you this? I'll I know, be allowed I'm, to know. I'm allowed to say I checked. He's, he's out with himself already. Amazing. Uh, it's actually my husband, Rick Hardacre, who mm. um, previously known as the Decibel Kid. Yes. Uh, you may that. also know him as Councillor Hardacre of the Pinewood and Sprouton District. He is, <laughs> yes. he is the, my local Green Councillor. Good man. Um, and he won by one vote, by the way. Good. Just genuinely in the last local election. And they asked him to stand as a paper candidate, and they said he wouldn't win. <laughs> well, there you go. And he won by one vote. People love the Greens, he's don't they? He's great, yeah. And he's doing these kind of, this is more of his ambient stuff. So it's lots of found sounds oh, he's, sounds great. he's always walking around recording weird things and yeah. um, there's a great story about him almost getting arrested uh, kicked out by security in Debenhams because he loved their escalator noise <laughs> so um that's yeah. good oh that's it sound is sound yeah it's all just organized sound that's what music is so yeah uh, a big lover of the guy cry club getting folks to come together and talk about their mental health yeah, um, so that. that is this friday 13th of december right here at yeah, the and it's House. free as well it's free. totally free come down and it's going to be Lord. either a celebration or a revolution depending on thursday either way <laughs> oh, we uh, all need to be course. together we all need Good to be together point. get out and vote ladies and gentlemen get out and vote please vote oh it is underline the skies christmas show Woo. this friday also um, that is at the Mecca Bingo. I can trade you about that. So we've got the wonderful Under the Sky, as well as our friends in Reno and Rome, played their new single last yeah, week called great, Sane. Oh, you got to check yeah. it out. That is a wonderful, wonderful drum sound on that. It just sounds like the 80s of reliving again. Um, as well as our mates, Third Degree, um, who we're going to be playing at the end of the show. Uh, that's good. At shout out to Spoonie, shout out to Ashley, and shout out to Tim, who is uh, my keyboard slash drum slash saxophone slash guitar slash bass player um, from the Lockerbillies. Uh, it's his brother who playing drums, who's also very talented. I hate that family. They're too blooming talented. <laughs> um, Martin McDe- McNeil plays the blues this Friday at 8.30 at the newly opened The Duke of York in Ipswich. Uh, yeah, nice guy's taking that over, isn't it? The yes. chap from Woodbridge. He's yes. really lovely. Yes, so exactly. I have, I'm yet to go and have a, have a pint, but I'm very much looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, he's, uh, he's done a lot of really... He does amazing food. He knows yeah. his stuff. And also, it was Hannah who was trying to uh, book us for their opening. We couldn't do it because we were gigging in Essex. So Chart Attack did it. And they, they're having a great time. So yeah, look oh. on that one. Uh, another great name here, Flames of the Lizard Birds. <gasps> we have... Uh, Put them on the show before. Nice sort of Brit poppy kind of vibes. Uh, as well as Foxtrot Oscar. Don't know what they mean by that. At the Swan and Hedgehog. It has got a hedgehog after it now. Um, that's Friday at nine o'clock. So yeah, you can check that out. That's also Joe G is playing New Year's at the Swan and Hedgehog Aww. this year. So he's, he's, they love him. Though. I must admit, I haven't been back since it's been reopened, but I'm still sad. I'm still coming oh, to yeah. terms of it. I'll get there eventually and I will go for a pint at some point. Yeah. But you know. It still, still hurts. Still coming to terms. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start. So anyway, uh, Altered Festival is happening this Saturday at the Premier Pool Club in Ipswich. I'm oh, so glad that fun. Darren is putting on yeah. stuff at the Premier Pool Club. Uh, that is including uh, Stephanie Tia. She's kind of pop stuff. Sikorix, who is hip hop. 
Red Glass, who's like alt rock. Heidi C, my friend, who she does um, piano covers of like metal songs. <gasps> and she's got a great voice. And it's very sort of wow. like Amy Lee Evanescence kind of thing. But if she's doing Slipknot. Oh, I love things, that. It's great. So that's Heidi C. Uh, Broken Soul, which is grunge. Indifferent Engine, which is heavy metal and rock. And that's quite interesting, that stuff. I quite like that. You should check it out. It kind of sounds a bit uh, kind of like, I'm trying to say it's like Blue Monday, but if it was metal, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway. Dirty Donations, who are really fun. Guys from Essex, just like weird, heavy blues, rock and punk. Um, Colina Port Pearl, who's come from London. They're classic classic hard rock, you know, open shirts and all that sort of stuff. And Kursk, uh, heavy metal band from Ipswich. Uh, they're going to be headlining it. So, yeah, that is Saturday. Ashton Jones Project um, is playing with the wonderful Vanya of Motherfunker. Well, the whole Motherfunker. Love Motherfunker. I, I don't know who's actually gigging Massive with them right band. now. They're a completely different band every single time I see them. Yeah. But it's always Vanya and Ryan, uh, the, 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 the dynamic duo. But um, it's uh, Rich who I was just talking about, who plays everything, has played drums with them recently. Ben Diffley's been playing drums with them recently. Uh, Alfie has been playing bass with them. Lloyd's played bass with them. My mate Callum Jessup has played drums with them. They're, they're a revolving door of musicians, so I don't know who they'll be, but it'll be a, a good band. <laughs> so that's this Saturday at the Cult Cafe Bar. That's brilliant. That's going to be a Eight really o'clock. good one that as well. That is huge. That'll be yeah. funky. Um, Freedom Faction are live at the County of Suffolk this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Um, we've also got Oddball and the Shifty Twins, Harley, wherever you are. We're promoting your gig. Don't worry. Um, they are live at the Swan and Hedgehog uh, this, uh, Saturday at 9 o'clock. So if you like your weird covers that come out of complete left field, check them out. Uh, two Sisters Art Centre. You've been there yet? Is it Trimley? Trimley. Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't, but I've Another heard of it. Heard very good things, yeah. I mean, we, we, I need to buy a church, it seems. Like, everybody's yeah. got a church these All days. All about I'm the church. So I genuinely dreamt about a church I used to run gigs in last night. Thinking about today, I was like, yeah. a venue I loved and missed. Just buy it. And I went and spoke to them, and they and they yeah, and I told them all the tales about all the gigs I'd put on there. I genuinely dreamt about it last night. It's amazing. <laughs> but so there's so many of them now, right? But they've got a double bill uh, this uh, this Sunday. Some female musicians are going to be playing there. I've not spelt or put their name on here properly, so I'm not <gasps> going to attempt it. But if you like your afternoon music on Sunday, it's 1:30 at the Two Sisters Art Centre in Felixstowe. That's Trimley. Actually, Felix, yeah, though, yeah. don't try and steal our... No, tri- no, no, I was born, born and bred in Trimley. Can't be stealing stealing our art centre. Um, anyway, Trimley and- has an art centre. Ipswich still doesn't. Just, <laughs> just, just to say Ipswich. Good I mean, I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm taking some Where of this on the Trimley? chin as well. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, come on, guys. <laughs> and also, the most important event this week is the Icebreakers December session this Sunday at 2.30. There's the under-18s open mic night at the railway run by Mr. Oh, Rob Lewis. Oh, that's Rob really Lewis. cool. That's amazing. It's, it's such a great meeting place for... Wow. Wow. So the young musicians, a lot of my students go there. Um, the guys from the All-Star Rock School, which is where I'm going after this, are going down there. And um, some of those guys have got their first concert this Saturday, which we are running for them, just for the parents. Um, and I, crikey, I'm trying to remember where it's actually going to be. I'll probably find that out later. But that is this Saturday. So good luck, guys. Oh, okay. um, good luck. Yeah, right? Their first rock band performance. Can't wait. So that is our gig list, and that is our show for this week. What do you guys think? What do you think what do you think yeah, thoughts and stuff uh thank you so much amy for being here oh thank you for having an me on air handshake because really that, that translates <laughs> to radio really well um but yeah uh, so we're going to play you a song by our mates from third degree good luck for their show this weekend with underline the sky at mecca Binger. um it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you if you guys have got some 
stuff that you want us to talk about you can check us out on the facebook tweet us all this kind of stuff let us know what you want us to talk about you can also check out our spotify playlist which has got all the music that we've ever played on this show all on there all local all fresh all ripe and if you you know if you if you want your music you buy it just like your vegetables buy fresh buy local enjoy yourselves guys thanks bye bye, bye.